0: Hi, I'm Katie Roing.
1: And I'm Eric Roing.
0: We're the founders of Fontana Candle Company. We took our hobby of candle making out of our home and turned it into a million dollar candle business in four years.
1: Welcome to the Candle Couple Podcast. This is episode 20, Influencers and Affiliate Marketing.
0: Like and subscribe to follow along on our journey. I guess we should call this episode, How to Market Your Candle Business Using Influencers and Affiliate Marketing. I personally use the terms influencer and affiliate interchangeably, not really understanding that there is a distinct difference. So I did a little research for this episode. An affiliate works with a company to sell products and services in exchange for a commission. Affiliates are paid only when they make a sale, which means they must be motivated and constantly work to boost their conversion rates. That
1: would make sense.
0: So that's an affiliate. So an influencer generally focuses on longer term KPIs, and there's several ways they can be paid. Uh, They can be paid on commission, product gifting, flat rate fees, or a combination of all of the above. So the influencer model really focuses on content creation. They really partner with the brands to create credibility and authenticity and sustainable inbound traffic. But I mean, whatever you want to call it, affiliate program, influencer program, it really can be a strategic channel for business growth.
1: Very much so.
0: I mean, to me, it's one of the things that really catapulted our brand so quickly during the pandemic in 2020.
1: And you had to sell me on this really hard for the first Mm -hmm. time because our first introduction, taste, test of influencers... Was well, back in 2020.
0: I I would say though we did it very organically in the beginning. We didn't pay a, in the very beginning of the business. We gave away a lot of product. Oh right. We did right, a ton right. of what's called product seeding, which could be seen as a very organic way to start working with influencers and affiliates. Right.
1: We did, gave them nothing other than here's some free product if you post it, yes. awesome. If you say good things, awesome. But after that, the transactions was d- done. Done.
0: Yes. And I would say we. We started our business in 2018, so when we started just product gifting, that was much more acceptable than it is mm-hmm. now. Before affiliates and influencers made re- it a business, really wanted, own. yeah, lo- you know, big rates for right. for their deliverables. So I think we got in at the right time, and we got a lot of business growth just by giving away free product. Agree. So I see a lot of people on like the. The Facebook candle makers group. And they're just like, you know, I would never give away products.
1: I was with you. But I had that same sentiment.
0: How do you expect to grow? <laughs> yep. Like it is the cheapest form, in my opinion, it's the cheapest form of marketing you can do.
1: I'm with the other like, why would I give free product away? I put my blood, sweat and tears into this thing. So I, I totally understand.
0: But do you see how it worked yep. in our favor?
1: Yep. Like a hundred percent.
0: The marketer in me is screaming, you need a way to market your products.
1: And the accountant in me is no way. You aren't (laughs) getting my blood, sweat and tears for free.
0: And this is why we have a good balance in Uh our business, because uh, you need a little bit of both.
1: You do. You really do.
0: To me, product gifting is a non-negotiable for the business and influencer marketing is non-negotiable. If you want to reach a seven figure brand, you got to have...
1: Well, and People. I would say product seeding and this, this is very important. And like you said, it's a cheap avenue, but you also still need to have a budget on it. Mm-hmm. You don't take your retail sales and say, oh, I'm selling my candle for $20. If I give 10 away, that's $200 in my budget. No, that's not right. Use your cost as your basis for establishing your mm-hmm. budget and, and using up your budget, because that's really what it is. Yeah, you're you're missing out on that $20, but that's an opportunity cost. Like that's a sunk cost. That's just a kind of part of doing business. It's not cash out. You have to kind of think of it as from a finance standpoint, it's your cost.
0: So instead of that $20 MSRP, just to pull a number out of there, $5 cost. Right.
1: That's the number you really should be using. Yes, it's an opportunity cost. Yes, you're using your time that you could have sold that for another $15 and use, and had an extra $15 but that doesn't go into your accounting software that doesn't go into your books so you can't necessarily use that $20 as your gauge for your budget you're you're just going to do yourself a detriment by mm-hmm. using that that process so use your costs in your budget
0: i remember in the beginning every candle was like oh my gosh this one candle is so important mm-hmm. and then it because they are
1: when you're making 10 of them a night but like, <laughs> like
0: as you scale you have shrinkage. Yep. They break. We have in our system reserve inventory. So there's always five on reserve that aren't sold because things it, happen. Things happen. Like mm-hmm. you have to stop worrying about each individual candle if you're going to scale.
1: Especially in our type of business. We've been working with creatives for a very long time and artists for a very long time. And they do. They talk about their products like every single one of them is their child. Mm-hmm. They put everything into every single one of their items which is great it's awesome but you gotta let some of them go (laughs) like they aren't your children
0: put them out into the world they have to go out into the
1: world so i know it's really hard i'm not a creative so i don't fully understand that sentiment but i am a cheap ass and so i get it from that standpoint of i'm not just giving away my product
0: yeah, but the marketer, but the marketer means like let them fly and exponentially create more right. business for more candles like to said, go out your it's door.
1: Seeding, you plant a small seed and it grows into a big fruit that you can harvest over and over and over
0: again. It's you important. Need, you need lots of eyes on your business. Okay. You need lots of eyes, especially if you're e-commerce on your business, on your website, because say you have 10,000 people come to your website. What's your conversion rate? are going to convert. So you constantly have to be driving traffic to your website to get them to convert. How are you going to do that? You're either going to spend money on ads, or you're going to build a really awesome organic social strategy, or you're going to give away product and hope that the right person shares it at the right time. Like you have to do something.
1: So how do we go about finding these influencers, because it's really easy to look at it and say, okay, we are a candle, which is a home decor brand. Mm -hmm. So let's find, let's find the Martha Stewart's out there. That didn't
0: work for us. Didn't
1: work at all for us. Why didn't it work?
0: So we're a very niche company. So we very much are in the health and wellness space. We use essential oils for scent. So we do not use fragrance and our candles do not perform as, as the average candle does. Mm -hmm. So the person that wants our candle really cares about the ingredients that they're bringing into their home, and they want natural ingredients.
1: And so our influencer of the Martha Stewart home decor space. Yeah, that's not our, not our space because no. our candles don't perform scent wise. And I love the look of our candles Me too, but we have gotten a lot of feedback from home decor people that they it's aren't the fancy lux- enough.
0: It's not the looks.
1: We would flop as a home decor brand.
0: Well, and I have tested out this model. I have given our product to home decor influencers mm-hmm. and they have shared it. And those campaigns flop.
1: Fortunately, they flop because if somebody bought them and expected them to perform mm-hmm. like a home decor brand would, yep. they would return them to
0: us. Yeah, without the proper story about our candles, it doesn't work. Our niche and really the only affiliates, influencers we accept into our program right now are in the health and wellness space. We automatically deny anybody else outside of that space because it just doesn't perform for us.
1: Don't find anyone and everyone that'll share your product. Make sure you have an influencer or affluencer that is in your niche and can tell your story the way you need it to be sold.
0: I mean, you should have a marketing strategy. You should know who you're targeting. Like you, you should know your audience. Your audience. This is just part of your strategy. In the beginning, I really spent a lot of time on Instagram seeking out these influencers in the health and wellness space and manually me- messaging them, sending them DMs, explaining our product, they explain, hey, you know, we would love to gift you one. Are you interested? So in the beginning, it was a large part of what I did every week. Mm-hmm. And then as we grew... I stopped basically going out to find affiliates and influencers and they flocked to us. And one of them that I reached out to was, in my mind, huge at that time.
1: She Well, 300,000 people. Yeah, I think she had like
0: 275,000 at the time I reached out to her. So when I count that big, I usually didn't expect to receive a response. Mm -hmm. Like she's just too big for a small brand like us. So I reached out and I was actually really surprised. When someone, you usually influencers of that size have a team. Mm-hmm. So if someone answered back and was like, Oh my gosh, yeah, we actually would like to try it. So it started the conversation, but then she also once she liked the she tried the product, she liked the product, in order to share the product, she charged a fifteen hundred dollar flat rate fee to get a thirty second story series on her Instagram.
1: This was our first big trial of Influencer.
0: I mean, at that time, fifteen hundred dollars was a lot of money for a us.
1: Ton of money. I think we made forty-four thousand in sales previously. Mm-hmm. And so we were gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars on this lady to share a story.
0: A big lady a big, to share yeah. it on her big account.
1: It took you two or three months to convince me to do this. So she did her thirty second story fifteen hundred dollars and in 36 hours she generated eighteen thousand dollars in sales for that one campaign so a twelve hundred percent return on our spend and to this day she's one of our top affiliates now
0: mm-hmm. so we we formalized an ongoing relationship with, with her after that first one
1: yes because this was still very new this was 2020 before influencing became like a business for a lot of people and it, they were it was requiring just
0: starting it was to just get starting there. so
1: that was a very eye-opening thing for me. And yes, I'm very glad you pushed me to do it because that probably was our big turning point for this business.
0: That campaign legitimized our business mm-hmm. for all of those people that we are truly a health and wellness candle.
1: And now she's close to a million followers. Yes. And we are still one of two scenting products yes, she, she promotes. Yes,
0: she's very loyal to us. so Which I find is amazing because not every... She's the only one Not that's loyal to us. every affiliate is loyal. Yeah. They look for the next shiny, bright object that comes by that wants to pay them. Well, and I would I would say she is probably
1: one of the more one of the influencers that really has her mission that she mm-hmm. follows versus some influencers that have money hungry ambition.
0: In our space, a lot of them are very loyal to the mission and the ingredient standard. As we grow, I'm noticing and. The great thing is I have relationships with several of our competing brands mm-hmm. and I know that our influencers are going to these other brands and like using our commission to try to get from them.
1: We're a negotiating tool. They're,
0: yeah, they use they use us as a negotiating tool.
1: And they've done that to us. They
0: are not loyal. No,
1: nope, they are not loyal. And we have cut a lot of partners. Yes. Because of that.
0: In the last year and a half, I would say I've noticed the prices that they want us to pay as a brand have just been so out of line with what I feel like the deliverables are worth. I really have a hard time justifying that they believe that they're worth more than our actual marketing team in our company that comes to work every day and really works hard in our business. It's hard for me to justify.
1: Well, we've almost seen like a hyper evolution of influencers over the last three years where in 2020, we were able to pay $1,500 and get a nice story. And that was all that was required. And
0: boom, a lot of sales.
1: And boom, a lot of sales. Now, today, anyone and everyone can be an influencer, wants to be an influencer. Content creator
0: is the buzzword right now. They're all content creators. So.
1: We've seen that fundamental shift of someone saying, okay, I believe in your mission. Let me Mm -hmm. share it for my followers because you have the same mission. Yes. Because you share her stuff as well. Yes. Even for stuff that we don't do, but the missions are the same. So if you're health conscious, oh, here's a healthy protein powder. I use her protein powder. And so.
0: Well, we flipped the switch and now I'm an influencer for for her her. products. It's a reciprocal relationship. Because we
1: believe in each other's missions. It's easy to do. But now today where it is viewed as an easy way to make money, Uh it's not easy. I've seen people work hours and hours and hours. I know there's a lot of creation
0: is a lot of work. It's a lot of work,
1: but they are still just out getting a gig and a job. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that we don't want to align ourselves with because they have promoted us as the healthy candle and then promote another company that's got fragrance in it. And or so, even
0: two months later, they'll find another essential oil candle. And be like, look at what I just found. This look. is the better one. That I mean, just negates what you said about ours. Right. Like you're not building a long term relationship to gain decent income from us.
1: Right. And so we've seen that shift in influencers, affluencers from both their side and we've seen where they're their influence on the customer has diminished as well people Mm -hmm. know they're being sold to now Mm -hmm. they are just another commercial yeah and it's really hard to pay fifteen hundred dollars for a commercial for someone who maybe has a following and may post something good because we don't have control of what they're posting no we don't so unlike a commercial where we have direct control
0: We do now that we're more sophisticated, we give them a brief with the talking points that we would prefer them use. And like our no, no list of things we don't want you to say. So we have become more sophisticated, but but
1: we're not directing their posts. No. And so that's the part that makes it really hard to continue pushing money into this program. But with Triple Whale, what we're trying to do is understand that journey because we've seen that it takes five to seven impressions for someone to Mm -hmm. buy nowadays. And the influencer part is one of those visits, one of those views, one of those exposures.
0: I'll say in the last year... It's become instead of bottom of the funnel, oh my gosh, I saw this influencer say something about this product I'm going to check out right now. It's become top of funnel awareness. Mm-hmm. Okay, they saw, you know, they said something, I saw it, but I need to do five other impressions with the brand before I check out. So it's, it's, marketing's constantly evolving and it's really interesting to watch how this changes. That's
1: exactly, it has been a hyper evolution of the influencer campaign in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it's just moved from bottom of funnel to mid upper funnel mm-hmm. where someone sees it, they have that idea and then they start to do their own research a little bit more because again, our customers and the customers of social media platforms have been tuned in that they are being sold mm-hmm. to.
0: Yeah, It's like the gig's up.
1: The gig is up. And so we now are, oh, here's an introduction to the brand. I'm going to do some more research on my own. hmm. And that's where that piece in understanding what the financial impacts of the influencer are is still really important. And something that I discounted in the last year, as I'm learning more and more about marketing and trying to understand those flows and impressions and everything else, I was really close to shutting down our influencer. I I know you were. Yes. But I'm learning more and more that I think we actually need to start dialing it up.
0: From the management perspective, it is a very demanding program to implement and do it well, and not only to implement but to maintain. I mean, we have a very expensive software now, Upfluence. We started out on Share Sale, which was like the industry standard for years and years, and was terrible. We moved on to Upfluence, being sold on you know latest and greatest. You know, streamline the process, make it so much easier to see our KPIs. I'm still on the fence. Some of the things have gotten easier, but you still, we still need a full-time affiliate it manager. It is a full-time job. Yes, and we have a full-time person because when I was doing it, it just was too much to do.
1: Well, it needs the time and intention of someone doing it full-time at the rate we have it now. We have over 100 influencers that we're trying to mm-hmm. maintain, mm-hmm. but as you start to get more and more on board as you're doing complicated campaigns with and making sure content is correct and giving them tools to help share your product,
0: giving them content, Content. assets to use in their campaigns. It's a lot. It's
1: very expensive because we pay for the shipping. We pay for the product. Now it's not only free product to them, but also we're paying their commissions. Mm -hmm. And so it does. It gets very expensive. To give you an idea, though, the direct impact that we had last year influencers pushed about $100,000 in sales to our top line. So last year. Last year. It is still a very impactful tool to use in your business. It can't be the only lever. And what I'm really hoping to understand with Triple Whale now is how many sales started or included the journey of an influencer in it. That's Can't, the part we're missing.
0: Can I ask my question though? So we did over one point one million in sales last year. That was our revenue. Mm-hmm. Is a hundred thousand really that much?
1: That's ten percent, a little less 10%, than ten percent. So I mean,
0: would you would you spend invest more in something that only generated ten percent of revenue?
1: Sure, because you look at what the investment was. Our return on that investment was significant because we spent fifteen thousand dollars on those sales. So it's huge return.
0: But then what about also paying the salary of our affiliate manager? Well,
1: that is not in here, but that is something to consider. So, yes, if we could, the fortunate thing is that it's not her full time job. She does have other other parts of it, so we would have to break out what her impact is. And she didn't really do much of that last year. The person that we paid last year, her salary was included in there because she she was a contractor, independent
0: contractor. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that is included in part of that $15,000 investment. And so all day long, yeah, 10% of our sales is, is awesome, and is a big chunk of our sales. But the return on our investment is what we really need to look
0: at. So I guess what I would do being the marketing manager is look at the look at where the rest of our sales came from. And like if most of that came from organic social content that our team's creating, I would probably invest more heavily in that.
1: Well, that's a part of it, but you have to look at the individual returns. So if we could say we invested fifteen thousand and for every fifteen thousand we get a hundred thousand in sales, we would put a million dollars into influencers because that return on that investment is so big that it's it's a no brainer.
0: So I guess this is an important call out we're still learning. Like you can see, we're still learning how to read our KPIs and figure out what's working and what's not working. So don't think that like once you reach a million dollars, you have it all together.
1: It's more difficult because now our question is, okay, great. A hundred thousand dollars in sales were attributed to these influencers. We don't know how many times they were top of funnel first time saw, and now they did their own research. We didn't know that. That is what we are trying to figure out of, okay, If this return diminishes on influencers as people, as our customers are more aware they're being sold to, is that still an introduction to the brand that they kind of trust and triggers them to do their own research and compare? And that means that still is really important, that influencer piece. And we still do need to foster and improve and invest in that program.
0: And Trinity and I, my affiliate manager, we're working on solidifying the relationship and incentivizing them to post during non-candle season. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as October comes, they're all posting. And it's like, okay, guys, we we don't need...
1: Fragrance is toxic all year long. And
0: we have other products, but they all want to share the candle and forget the other products. So it's really... product seeding them with all of our other products to try to incentivize this relationship year round
1: as we are learning and as the influencer marketing has changed it isn't the inception of it before where a product was shown by someone famous with a lot of followers and it just exploded your sales Mm -hmm. for the day it has now moved up to it's a slower trickle and introduction to the brand triggering people to investigate your product a little more And it is still an important piece of your funnel Mm -hmm. and is something that I think still needs to be invested in. We are now trying to understand how important that is to us still and how do we invest in it and what is the next bottom of funnel Mm -hmm. influencer for the next couple of years?
0: Yes. What is the next it thing in marketing? That's to be, uh, when we figure it out, we'll let you know. (laughs) And if you know, let us know. (laughs) Drop a comment. (laughs) Subscribe and follow along for more e-commerce success tips so you can build a seven-figure e-commerce candle brand too.
1: And if you do have any suggestions for future episodes, drop a comment below.